Dear listener, welcome back to another episode from the Winning Edge Talks podcast. I am Vishwanath, your host. I am a sports mental conditioning coach, counselor and sports mental performance analyst. I am the author of the book Success Mantra in Sports, a book on the mental aspects of sports. The topic for my episode today is the rise and fall of Manchester United Football Club and the impact of Cristiano Ronaldo on the club. Folks, uh, if you follow English Premier League closely and you are a Manchester United buff, then this episode is for you. The Premier League introduced in 1992 is one of the most popular football competitions in the world. The Premier League is contested by 20 clubs. It's the most watched uh, sports league in the world broadcast in 212 territories to 643 million homes, a potential TV audience of 4.7 billion people. For the 2018-19 season, the average Premier League match attendance was at 38,181, second to the German League Football Championship Bundesliga, which uh, stood at 43,500, while aggregated attendance across all matches is the highest of any association football league, uh, is at 114,508,981. Most stadium occupancies are near capacity. Manchester United is hailed as the most successful club in England, having won a record 20 league titles, 12 FA Cups, 5 League Cups, 21 FA Community Shields, 3 European Cups, the UEFA Champions League, 1 UEFA Europa League, 1 UEFA Super Cup, 1 UEFA Winners' Cup, 1 Continental Cup and 1 FIFA Club World Cup. The club reached its highest point that no other British football club had ever reached before. In 1998-99 season, the team led by Sir Alex Ferguson won the treble. It is called as a treble when the team wins Premier League, UEFA Championship and FA Cup all in the same season. Sir Alex Ferguson or Fergie as he is popularly known as is the club's longest serving and the most successful manager winning 35 trophies during his 27 year reign as manager. He won 13 Premier Leagues, 5 FA Cups, 2 Champions League titles. In the year 2005, the Glazer family took over the major controlling interest in the club. They went on to own the Manchester United. On the 8th May 2013, Sir Alex Ferguson announced his retirement from United after leaving behind a legacy that can arguably never be surpassed. Since 2013, eight managers have been tried, four permanent managers have been sacked and countless amounts of money spent recklessly on players that are not even in the playing squad today, all the while being overtaken on and off the pitch by fierce rivals Manchester City and Liverpool. In 2021, a sensational thing happened for Manchester United with the return of one of the greats of the game and most exciting and prolific player Cristiano Ronaldo. 
he first came to the United back in 2003 as a lanky, inexperienced and raw 18-year-old. By the time he left United in 2009, he had turned into a ruthless machine on and off the pitch. He fired United to three back-to-back Premier League titles between 2006 and 2009. Whilst helping United to reach two Champions League finals, winning one of them in 2008. Ronaldo left United in 2009 because Real Madrid had come calling and Ronaldo had promised his father that he would play for Real Madrid one day. His homecoming in 2021 lifted the spirits of the United fan base and also kindled the expectation of winning the Premier League for the first time since 2013. But things didn't go as planned as United ended up having the worst season in the Premier League era finishing 6th with 58 points and a zero goal difference. The current season in 2022 with two games United are already left behind by the likes of Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, etc. Is Ronaldo a factor in the decline of Manchester United? The answer is a big no because the decline of this club started in 2005 itself when the Glazers took over the club and the decline became apparent after 2013 when Fergie retired. But having said that, Manchester United in the year 2019-20 and 2021 seasons finished third and second respectively, which were the best seasons after Fergie retired. Ronaldo was added to a squad that had finished second the previous season and the immediate expectation was that he would fire the club to the first place the coming season but that didn't happen what is ronaldo's impact on the recent failures of the club i have analyzed uh, a few factors which i bring to you firstly for the fans let me speak of the positives first the united fans believed that they would win the title again with ronaldo in the squad ronaldo gave the fans the belief that he would turn up savior whenever needed and most of the time he did him coming back to the club was a massive bundle of happiness and excitement for the fans now the negatives the arrival of ronaldo caused a divide within the fan base as one part of it felt he couldn't and shouldn't be criticized for the poor performances of the club whereas the other part of the fan base thought he was majorly responsible for what was going on at the club ronaldo never came over to clap the fans and show appreciation when the team lost away from home or even at home now for the players the positives he inspired the other players with his work ethic dedication to the craft with his hard work and that never say die attitude he inspired others to look after their diets and their bodies in the best possible way before he came to the club there were desserts being served with the meals but players stopped eating desserts after seeing ronaldo's food habits and his fitness he instilled accountability for other players on and off the pitch 
he struck fear into the hearts of the opposition players which would force them to take decisions that they normally wouldn't take for example marking him more and leaving other player wide open or free the negatives he put fear into the minds and hearts of his teammates who couldn't give their best in his presence maybe they were conscious of his presence and trying too hard to live up to his standards he formed cliques or groups with the portuguese speaking players and that led to the dressing room being divided into portuguese and english speaking groups he sometimes berated the players when they didn't pass to him or didn't set up a goal for him in front of all the media fans etc those present in the stadium he was too unapproachable and sulked when the team didn't win now his uh, contribution for the club the positives he boosted the share price and the commercial revenues of the club exponentially since his coming he brings goals and sets standards for the club to achieve for itself and for him he is a person within the club that has a lot of power and influence the negatives for the club all the positives stated above could act as negatives as well because the fans hate the owners to always look at the profits commercial revenue and bottom line per se is ronaldo fits into the category that was good for the commercial value and revenue part of the club but was bad for the footballing side of the club having said that it is not fair to say that ronaldo has had a negative impact on the downfall of the club he is not the biggest problem at the club and he is also not the biggest uh, reason or factor why this once great football club is now in a decline the anger for the poor performance on and off the pitch should be placed solely on the owners the glazer family speaking for ronaldo he is just a cog in the wheel he can't change everything above him and what is happening above him is what is causing the club's downfall on the pitch and off it as well it is right for the fans to direct some anger towards ronaldo and that is justified but the majority of the anger and protest and dissent must be placed on the owners and the team management of one of premier league's most successful and popular clubs as i record this episode on the 22nd manchester united recorded its first victory over liverpool when they convincingly beat the liverpool side we all know that manchester united has hit the rock bottom with this uh, victory over liverpool can we hope that this great side will rise again fingers crossed dear listener the fans are the life of any football club manchester united has uh, 1.1 billion fans and followers and these fans are obviously disappointed with uh, the decline of uh, manchester united i spoke to a few aren't uh, uh, manchester united fans 
and uh, this is what they had to say about uh, why the the rot in manchester united has taken place and what led to their uh, downfall uh, initially the ups and now the downs and um, uh, let's go with uh, ranveer gujier first uh, ranveer i welcome you to the talk show kindly introduce yourself yeah Good evening, everyone. My name is Ranveer Gurja, and I'm a graduate from Deakin University, the Masters of Sport Business Management. I'm currently an athlete whose five middle, uh, whose five thousand meter PB is sixteen forty five, and I would like to thank Mr. M N Vishwanath for giving me this opportunity to discuss the current state of affairs at Manchester United. Thank you, Ranveer. Uh, I have some questions for you. How Manchester United failed in succession? with their planning after the departure of uh, sir alex ferguson uh look uh, to 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 answer that question firstly the biggest problem currently in manchester united's plate irrespective of performance is the lack of um, not having a permanent manager so the most pressing issue of the club is the appointment of the next permanent manager since alex ferguson had retired in 2013 after nearly 27 years at old trafford united have employed four different coaches in full time roles and none of them have even lasted for 3 years so so david moyes succeeded alex ferguson for the 2014 and 2015 season when manchester united finished 7th following which he was sacked with, which led to louis van hal coming in where he United finished in second place, and Louis Van Gaal had spent 200 million in the transfer window, and they signed the likes of Angel Di Maria, Juan Mata, or the Bastian Schweinsteiger, and Romelu Lukaku. But however, the following season, Manchester United again finished in seventh, and which resulted in Van Gaal being sacked. Which was uh, he was succeeded by Jose Mourinho, and Jose Mourinho in his first season, or. Uh, ensure manchester united finished in seventh but however the following season they came second but because there were underlying issues between the club and jose marino he was sacked again and then jose marino was succeeded by ole gunnar solskjaer solskjaer's seasons were uh, second third and sixth respectively following which he was sacked and the rafael ranick was the interim manager and then after he was stepped down eric hentag became manager so what's happened in all of this united given their rich history of success expect instant success with all managers and they haven't let managers really build time and get used to the club hence they failed in succession planning have manchester united missed an opportunity to bring in new talent and develop a strong squad with sufficient bench strength look a few months ago uh, paul pogba's exit from manchester united on a free transfer at the end of the 2021 2022 campaign seemed like a foregone conclusion however since his return a few weeks ago after nearly 3 months out the frenchman has quietly been one of united's best players it's no secret that manchester united's problem lies in the midfield on his day and pogba is the team's most creative force How, however him uh, However the prospect of losing Pogba on a free transfer for a second time is also unappealing especially since he has the club's record signing at 94 million paid to Juventus in 2016 reports have also claimed that Pogba is open to moving to another club losing him for free would be a direct nightmare for the club so based on current evidence as manchester united haven't signed anyone significant over the transfer window like how chelsea had signed the likes of raheem sterling 
So hence, yes, they have missed great opportunities in the transfer window to strengthen their squad with international quality. Uh, the other uh, teams like uh, Liverpool and Manchester City have uh, changed their style of play. Is uh, Manchester United sticking to their old style of play? Have they made any changes? Firstly, with Manchester United, it does appear to a team which is confused and is playing with the fear of failure in each game as they've made a lot of schoolboy errors so far in all the games they've played. Like if you look at the recent game against Bournemouth where David De Gea led through regulation saves through his hands which went into the goal. And the team hasn't really settled in and come into a style of play. So they're unsure whether to go ahead with their old style of play or to um, adapt to the way modern teams are playing. Because in the first game against Brighton, they've played a 4-3-2-1 combination. And in the last game against um, Bournemouth, they played a 5-4-3-2 combination. So yes, they and they primarily under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as well, like what they used to do in the years of old, set up the game of the backline, which uh, which worked well when you had quality wingers and the likes of Ryan Giggs. But today's game is more of a counter-attacking game, which United have failed to adapt to, and that's why they get caught napping often. Uh, my next question. Uh, see, Manchester United has changed at least seven managers since the exit of Alex Ferguson. And obviously, each manager they recruit is um, compared to Alex Ferguson and uh, they are expected to live up to the um, legacy of Alex uh, Ferguson. Uh, has this comparison happened with uh, Manchester and how has it uh, affected their um, Oh, their, their leadership as far as the manager uh, uh, role is concerned. Uh, yes. Firstly, I mean, uh, they have really been struggling to come to terms with the fact that they need to rebuild after Sir Alex Ferguson is gone. And when you rebuild anything, you're starting from ground zero. So it would take them time to get back to where they were, which they aren't willing, giving new managers time to impose their style of play on the team and help the team get comfortable. Because once you start maturing players and create a secure breeding ground for players, it becomes a lot more easier for players to succeed. Like you look at Manchester City or Liverpool, Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp have believed in retaining players, nurturing them, which helps them succeed eventually. Whereas Manchester United, they keep uh, changing managers and there's a lot of turmoil within the board, which results in players being unhappy as well. Because, for instance, the Manchester United training ground hasn't been changed over the last 11 years and facilities within the stadium, which has left fans uh, being disappointed with the club. Whereas clubs, whereas Manchester City has had their training ground refurbished every two years. And the by far and large, the owners have taken a rea- more reactive than a proactive approach. Uh, is there anything you want to add quickly? Uh, yes, the other question I would like to see in terms of a change for Manchester United is whether now they have to come to a con- conclusion between David De Gea and Dean Henderson. And David De Gea, who's undoubtedly been one of Manchester United's best players this season, and he's in all likelihood to pick up a record fifth-year signing. But however, he didn't have a great last season. And this he's had two very poor games to start the season. And at the age of 31, he, time is running out on his hand. So it would be time for Manchester United. I'd be keen to see them playing Dean Henderson in tonight's game as he's England's number one goalkeeper. So the time to start moving forward starts from today. Okay. Ramir? Uh, Thank you for coming on my podcast. Uh, You were awesome. Thank you very much. Anand Sindhu, please introduce yourself. 
uh, first of all, thank you for having me here. Uh, we met some time back uh, for the Euro final podcast. So, uh, really nice to come back and speak to you. My name is Anand and I have worked for six plus years in the football ecosystem. Uh, first with Delhi Dynamo Football Club. And recently, I was working with the Delhi Football Association uh, and handling uh, the competition regulations and the state uh, state football, uh, men's league. And earlier, I was handling the youth football development with Delhi Dynamo. So this is uh, in brief about my sporting journey so far. Yeah, over to you. Please oh, thank you. Anand, thank you for your nice introduction. Uh, I remember I had you on that uh, Euro final uh, uh, show when we discuss about the prospects of uh, uh, the two finalists. Yeah, it is nice to have you again yes. on the show. Uh, now, the topic of my episode uh, uh, today is uh, uh, the what is the reason for the decline of uh, Manchester United? I mean, uh, it's a huge uh, question because uh, Sir Alex left United in 2013. And uh, since 2013, uh, United has uh, not seen the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, be it uh, in terms of performance on the ground, be it uh, uh, their uh, their signings that they have made in the transfer window, uh, be it longevity in terms of uh, coaching, you know, coaches have come and they've gone without making a significant impact. And uh, yeah, the problems are plenty. Um, the, the board, uh, the board has been uh, acting spineless as well. Uh, they haven't uh, come out with a long-term plan. Although they they write it that we are bringing this manager with long-term vision, but they end up uh, firing or sacking the manager after three years at max. Uh, so yeah, I mean uh, the board is lacking a lot of spine, and that is why there are a lot of talks about uh, the ownership changing at United. And uh, Sir Radcliffe is one of the names that have just come out in the last few days where uh, United's ownership might move to someone else. Uh, the cost of uh, United at, at the moment reported is $5 billion. So if you have $5 billion, you're most welcome to buy the club. And uh, But yes, there are multiple checks as well. However, not digressing away from... Uh, from the declining matter. I mean, there are examples of clubs, you know, where uh, a lot hasn't worked. For example, Chelsea. Where when we see Chelsea, uh, they keep changing their players, they keep changing their managers. Yet after uh, 2000, they are the most successful English team uh, out there. You know, they have won uh, the most number of Champions League and in terms of Premier League titles as well, they have won quite a few. So they're the most successful English uh, team after the 2000, uh, after the year 2000. And United can learn a lot from that. I mean, whatever is happening behind or off the, off the pitch, uh, the players have to take responsibility, the coaches have to take responsibility. Whatever whatever players you have, whatever, uh, you know, whatever, uh, whatever staff you have, you have to make the most out of it and you have to produce a good good performance because irrespective of how the board is doing, irrespective of how uh, the, the scouting uh, is happening, uh, the players uh, who are at the club are, are kind of good enough 
um, uh, good enough to be professionals, and that is why they're here. And they have suddenly got stepped up, and even the coaching has been kind of um, kind of not so good. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's an amalgam of errors at all corners, and that is what I feel is wrong at United. The culture has definitely gone wrong, which which kind of trickled down from the ownership. But yeah, it's, it's a huge mess. And uh, but uh, the the best thing about is uh, about United right now, and for all United fans right now is that United has hit rock bottom, and because they have hit rock bottom, the only way up. Is the the only way forward is up. Yeah. Secondly, at the at the same time, um, the the problems that we see are kind of really basic problems. For example, uh, the last match that United played, they lost to Brentford, and they ran nine miles lesser than Brentford. You know, cumulative cumulative all the players ran nine miles less than the Brentford team. So these are basic, you know, um, which can be sorted out in training. To play one-touch football or to play football in triangles, these are these are kind of basic, which a lot of teams have started doing. Teams like Crystal Palace, teams like Brighton, they've been doing uh, this really well. Uh, Crystal Palace drew one-one against Liverpool uh, last week. And uh, Brighton defeated United 2-1 in the opening match of the Premier League season this year. So these teams with limited budget are doing well on the pitch, and that just shows that if you get your basics sorted, um, I mean, at least you will be pleasant to see. At least you will play an attractive brand of football that is associated with United over the over the last. Uh, not the last ten years, but before when uh, Sir Alex was here, we were always uh, associated with attractive football. So uh, you know, for example, you can take examples of Leeds United, limited budget, but yet they're doing it. Uh, they're so pleasant uh, when when you see them playing football. So these are these are uh, kind of the things which United can definitely work towards, and. Uh, they can work towards, and yeah, I mean, uh, thankfully, Eric Ten Hag is a guy who uh, who has uh, done really well with limited budget. Uh, managers who were who were uh, here at United before uh, Eric Ten Hag actually uh, had a, had a lot of budget. Uh, in their previous club, for example, Jose Mourinho coming in from the likes of Chelsea. Real Madrid at United, he got plenty of money to use. Then there was Louis Van Gaal, even he had a lot of money to use. And now we have coming from Ajax, and at Ajax, uh, there were limited resources in terms of budget. So uh, he can work with the minimal. And at United, if he goes on to work on minimals and gets the basic right, yeah. It is. Uh, it can be better, pretty much. Yeah, it can be be- better pretty thank soon, you, or maybe in a year. Anand, thank you. Uh, see, uh, the, the constant chopping and changing that has impacted the uh, the players who have been retained, and even every uh, maybe every time new players come into the team, and uh, uh, for a team to get used to each other and build as a team and a unit, it takes time. And uh, constant changing changes will affect the cohesion, the understanding, the cooperation and uh, they may not be able to fit into the team goal. 
and with regard to ronaldo again there is a bit lot of lot of confusion to have a superstar in the team they would like to have his own way and i don't know how much it has impacted so please go ahead i want to know your your opinion yeah but like 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 i said earlier uh two years back chelsea sacked frank lampard midway hmm okay midway into the season chelsea sacked lampard thomas tuchel comes in wins the champions league hmm which is okay that's the change of managers change of style they beat manchester city in the champions league final the, the point that i'm trying to draw here is yes everything affects and uh, it's it's a cumulative of a lot of errors okay yeah. be it manager changes be it player changes be it uh, scouting uh, changes because say a previous manager will have different set of scouts and different sort of philosophy about who what sort of players he want in but then in the end these are all professional players and uh, they have their uh, mentoring sessions counseling sessions over there in, in with clubs these days so it, it is about character for sure and uh, to play for a club like united you need to have a big character and and i cannot uh, what i am what i'm un- what i am unable to understand is like how come all the players in the team they don't have character because sometimes all you need is one character in the team you know one character who can kind of ignite everyone we've heard in the past the likes of roy keane one person who used to ignite everybody on the field so sometimes it takes one person to really ignite but yes characters are required in plenty but the same thing all the things that happening behind the team uh yes they are a problem doesn't mean a team cannot play beautiful or good football okay. and the second part of the question which was about ronaldo i mean ronaldo was signed last year uh, we all know why he was signed he was not part of the plan he was signed because uh, his agent offered ronaldo to manchester city and city are noisy neighbors and rivals of united so the united board the united fan base the united coaches felt that this is something which we can't let uh we, we can't you know uh, we can't let it happen and uh, that's the main reason united went in for ronaldo okay and uh, and ronaldo came back to united and after coming back he is the top scorer he was the top scorer for united last year okay so i mean he's done a good job for sure this year yes he has disrupted the dressing room because um, uh, because uh, uh, quite, there are questions about his future whether he's going to stay at united or not and there are questions about his uh, his fresh style so the new manager at united eric ten hag he wants um, his players to press a lot and starting from the strikers and ronaldo being 37 years old Uh, definitely lacks that but ronaldo has never been known for pressing even when he was 18 or 20 he was never been known for pressing when a guy scores more than 700 goals in his career uh, i think you can let go let, let him go uh, if he's not uh, let go of him if he's not pressing as such and there are other players in the squad who can press for him uh, and plus he can also be a valuable substitute this season you know coming in 
let's say after the 45 minutes and especially with five substitutions you can always be handy you can always start doing good 45 minutes and then go on the, on the bench always difficult uh, to put ronaldo on the bench uh, but yeah i mean um, ronaldo will definitely understand because these, there are so many analysis these days when okay. the coach shows ronaldo that you know you're not running as much as you should be Uh, and probably this is because of your age or something and ronaldo would be wise enough to understand but i think uh, so far ronaldo uh, we can't label it as a flop signing because he he scored the most number of goals for united last year okay. and this this season has just begun so i mean yeah you will hear from loads of people that signing ronaldo is mistake and all that stuff but uh, i mean i would ask every fan out there Is is signing Ronaldo the biggest mistake, or there are plenty more out there? And yes. let's tackle them those, and then probably come back to Ronaldo. I, I mean, agree. the only fair comment, the only fair comment I understand Ronaldo is that why are you signing a 36 year old? Fair enough, I understand. You should look for the future, but understand this thing: the club, the manager who signed Ronaldo is no longer at the club. So it's kind of it's the problem of the club and the owners, and not of uh, or not of yeah, the Anand. team or of the yeah. Thank you, Anand. Okay, thank you very much. It was nice having you. Uh, yeah, pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. I spoke to Mr. Avinash from Dubai, and this is what uh, he said. Hi there. Uh, my name is Avinash, and I am from Dubai. I am a football coach. Uh, at grassroots level for under 10 under 12 and under 14 uh, so i am a manchester united fan and i am here to speak uh, about the conundrum that is happening and the chaos that has happened over the last 10 years um, and how this great club has fallen from grace so Sir Alex Ferguson retired in 2013. We went on to win a historic uh, 21st Premier League title, and uh, David Moyes took over, of course. But it also saw the end of David Gill. This time, two big personalities retiring. Um, by leaving the club in absolute um, uh, disarray, I would say, and it sounds crazy because yes, they were all quality players. There was Rooney, there was Van Persie, and you name it, they were there. But they were coming towards the twilight. In came David Moyes. Unfortunately, couldn't handle the chaos. Louis Van Gaal came in. Still, it didn't work for him as well. Given his pedigree, Jose Mourinho, arguably one of the most charismatic football managers, got us to a very good, promising first season. And uh, unfortunately, when it didn't work for him, Solskjaer was an emotional appointment. Who did well, but he tried his best, and again. when it came to uh the pressure situation it just just didn't work for oli uh ragnick again was trying to be very vocal and uh yeah 
we've got Eric Ten Hag, who finally, I think, I would say that we've actually got a coach with a technical pedigree who is probably now at the peak of his coaching career after a very good time at Ajax. But the problem, it's now I think quite there to see. We've had five managers. The problem probably doesn't exist with the managers and it has to come from the top. And the top is rotten. The top is absolutely garbage and it comes from the Glazers. The Glazers took over the club in 2005 and the only club or rather the only owner to have taken money out of the club to clear their own debt and the debt is still 600 odd million. None of the spendings have come from their pocket. It has come from us fans, global fans, fans going for, for the games. They have not done anything. The system is, like I said, it's very rotten and they have not hired a sporting director. Carrington, which was once regarded as one of the best training grounds, nothing has worked. They've only gone for star-studded signings which and it's quite clear that spending money wasn't going to guarantee success. They are far behind, which I don't think we would have even expected this 10 years ago, far behind Manchester City, far behind Liverpool, far behind Chelsea. It all comes down to Glazers, Woodward during his time, I think this last 10 years is probably going to go down as one of the most horrifying Manchester United face. Cristiano Ronaldo has been there. Even there's another issue. Everything was going right for Ten Hag as he was preparing for the season. The Ronaldo situation has been very poor. The signings have been for PR related. We have a protest tonight in the game at Old Trafford. And I really hope that the protest goes out as loud as ever because we, because this rotten lot needs to get booted out of the football club. We need Sir Jim Ratcliffe. The decline is so, so visible. We have no, there's been no stadium development. There's no structure in place. And everything that has been, has been their PR motive driven, commercially driven and nothing that has been there on the football side of things to put the club. We've got a good manager, but again, this, this lot will set another manager to fail. This can't happen. We need you, Sir Jim Ratcliffe. That's all I have for you in this episode. Thanks for listening.